Hey, it's Chris, the Dating Doc, and this entire episode is going to be about resilience over resolutions, how it is important to develop a resilient, tough mindset that lasts you beyond just resolutions, beyond just this year, and will benefit the rest of your life. Yes, yes, yes. Dating Doc is back. There's been a little bit of a lapse there in dropping episodes for obvious reasons. We had the holiday cycle, visiting family, getting to the mindset of buying gifts, etc., etc. <clears throat> and if you can't tell, I, uh, I'm still a little sick. I feel like this year, compared to previous years, has been a year where I've really paid attention to my family and friends and how everyone was sick or everyone still is sick and we all know that the pandemic is has been the you know the hot button issue when someone starts coughing or sneezing but it seems like allergies the flu and obviously all kinds of strands of covid were affecting everyone regardless what your stance is politically the virus does not discriminate. The code does not discriminate. Allergies do not discriminate. And, you know, I, I'll uh, slap my slap myself on the, on the back there. Pat myself on the back. I can't even think straight. I uh, fortunately have, have not tested positive for COVID yet. Knock on wood. But I, I remember that here I am driving two hours to go visit... Uh, my mom uh, lives two hours away from, from San Antonio, where I live at. And <clears throat> I knew mentally that the drive was going to be a little bit of a struggle. I said, okay, well, you know what? Autopilot? Not literally, but I said, just going to make sure that I hit the brakes whenever a car is trying to cut me off. Have my music playing, have my audible going, and I'll get there. It'll be too easy. And... I thought that I was just kind of stressed out, like, okay, well, why am I, why am I mentally thinking this is going to be some sort of arduous activity when I'm so used to driving two and a half hours and it's nothing. And this all makes sense once I get into how it felt getting sick and, and kind of that, that, uh, from A to Z, we open up gifts and on the 25th, I actually drove in the morning on the 25th. Open up gifts, and the next thing you know, I'm just laid out on the couch. Completely laid out on on my mom's couch. And it's funny because mentally I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want her to think I'm lazy. Like, I I need to do something because I I am one of those anxious folks that needs to be up and going. Not even just with business. You know, I I just felt like, hey, I need to visit some of my hometown buddies and who's still here. I'm, I'm going to my through my mental Rolodex of who I need to go visit, who I can visit, who's still in town. And, um, but my body, my body was telling me no. Shout out to uh, old school r If you know that reference, let me know. And um, I just stayed on the couch, stayed on the couch. And I said, you know what? Okay, now I'm comfortable with this. Something is up. Um... My mom's sister go out, and uh, I said, you know, I'm not going out at all. 
I was planning on visiting one of my best friends, one of my all-time best friends, and uh, I texted him and I told him, look, I don't know what's going on, but I don't think I'm going to be able to visit you unless I get tested, and it's Christmas, so I doubt anything's open. And probably there, there was there were some stations open, who knows? But I was too tired to do anything. And it was interesting how mentally that mission of me wanting to go see people and take advantage of the time, that went away once I knew something was off. Because I'm I'm very stubborn when it comes to pain tolerance. When I was doing jujitsu and martial arts, I mean I could take punches, I could take submissions, and I, I would have this kind of mental trick to tell myself, okay, is that really pain yet? Is that pain yet? Okay, yes, I've almost hyperextended my arm. That is pain, right? But I was very stubborn with it. And um, next thing you know, uh, the next day I drive back into San Antonio. I drop off my sister and I come home. I thought everything was okay. Kind of a scratchy throat, a little bit of fatigue. And then the chills that night. And it was funny because I'm having these weird dreams. And I distinctly remember this dream where I was trying to put almost like a logical jigsaw puzzle together. Like it, it had formulas. It was so strange. And if I solved the formula, then I would feel better. It was so strange. And it almost seemed like in between daydreaming in an actual dream like I was actively working out this formula I mean I'm, I'm like well, what is this some weird multiverse Marvel Universe stuff like I, I mean I, I was like in a in a freaking nether realm here <laughs> that's more of a Mortal Kombat reference and I'm just working this formula and it almost seemed like if I find solution to this then there's a reward but it was weird it was just like transcendent uh, type of experience and then since I live in a cul-de-sac a fast car passing by woke me up and that's when I realized like I am full-blown sick and I can even talk I was actually mute I was mute uh, just because you know all the uh, the the sinus buildup went and got tested and uh, pretty much the only energy I had. Luckily, I tested negative for the for COVID, for strep, and the flu. And uh, got home, started medicating myself. And a uh, beautiful thing is I got to spend time with my daughter. She was actually she's just getting better from a cold herself. So we were both kind of a little bit jacked up. Got to open up presents. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So what we're going to talk about is resilience. We're going to talk about resilience over resolutions. And I think it's powerful that we go through this because many of us, we wait. We wait. We look for some calendar date to make changes in our life. And, uh, you know, let's use this extreme analogy real quick. If or metaphor, if you stop brushing your teeth and you decide, you know what, I'm just going to wait till January 1st and then I'll pick it back up. Now, we obviously understand the benefits of brushing your teeth, right? You are 
preventing, you're countering teeth decay, uh, gum infections, bad breath, et cetera, et cetera. So you know what happens if you wait too long. But yet there are other things physically and mentally that we have decided to put on the shelf until the resolutions, until the free seven-day gym membership. And that's what we're going to get into. Stay tuned. That was a longer bit than normal, but I, I felt like I was in some ways testing my voice. You know, testing one, two, testing one, two, but yeah, one, two ended up being about an eight-minute uh, section there on this episode. So resilience <clears throat> over resolutions, you know, I talked about using the, uh, the example of brushing her teeth or delaying brushing her teeth and waiting until the new year. What if you lived in a cave? What if you lived in a cave with no calendar? And, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to use that perspective, perspective shifting as they use in the neuro-linguistic programming world and, and life coaching world. If you lived in a cave, but you had all the amenities, right? You had a TV, you had a phone, you, uh, you had a little mini gym, but you, you know, let's say that that phone didn't have a calendar of some sort. You just could not tell time. Then does January 1st really matter? Obviously it doesn't. You know that, right? You would be able to work on yourself. You'd be able to meditate. You'd be able to read some books if your cave had some books. And this is where I get into external stimuli and external influence. You know that sometimes the external has so much of an effect on you, you, the own you, the owner of your own temple, of your own mind, of your own body, of your own spirit, of your own soul, regardless of which organized religion you follow or if you don't follow, you have a lot of control over your own temple. This is your house. So if you're living in a cave, you're void of external stimuli. If again, let's say this, this phone, all it does is maybe tell time and maybe, maybe a couple phone calls, but it's not tapped into social media. It's not tapped into the most viral news that's getting people pissed off or excited or distracting them. What color is this dress? Shenanigans. And that's what we have to do. We have to be able to go inside our own cave to truly work on resilience. What I suggest, and I always tell a lot of my clients, get something to write down, write down with, right? Whether it's a a full-on formal journal, whether it's a piece of paper, whether it's the back of an envelope of um, spam mail you get through snail mail, Start writing down on a bullet list your external environmental stimuli that are taking you away from being resilient. Which a cousin to that is focusing on you, the temple. And for those for those listening that are over the age of I'd say 45 or 50, 
and especially for those that are retired, you are more likely to be susceptible because you actually have more gray matter in your head and because you have more time on your hands, you it, it is more probable that you will get you will get really stuck by the news. Oops, sorry about that. Sorry about that. That was uh, actually someone calling my business line. Imagine that. You can't rehearse that, folks. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is that if you are of the, the older age group, you are more than likely going to fall into the I can't believe what XYZ politician just said. You know, um, love my dad, but uh, every time he calls me, you know, he'll he'll end the call with "Let's go, Brandon." Hey, here's the thing: I have disagreed with him, I have agreed with him, but the bigger point that I drive is you cannot be stuck on the news, Dad. You cannot be defined by the news, and that's the issue right there. Is that? Anytime I say that, he assumes that I'm rooting for the other side. What I'm saying is there's no way that you can take care of yourself if you are addicted to external environmental stimuli that is not serving you. So get a, you know, get a piece of paper, get a journal and write down, okay, for example, you could say Instagram models get me turned on so I want to see more so I have now wasted time that I could use for XYZ Amazon shopping solves my depression of feeling lonely so I counter it by spending money if you had no Amazon then boom you would have to find something else until you get back to a healthy balance equilibrium on you the temple does that make sense you ultimately can control your environmental stimuli you no longer have the door-to-door salesman knocking on your door and saying do you want to buy this vacuum it's now in front of your face we have become digital zombies we can we can look up what we want to buy we look at reviews and then we purchase now here's the thing I'm, I'm realistic I shop on Amazon. I scroll down and I, I see a nice, nice, juicy, grade A meat squatting in yoga leggings. You know, I, I got it, right? But I have I have built this fortitude of mental finger snaps to be like, hey, wake up. All right, let's get back into it. Let's get back to the grind. And that is the difference between resilience and resolutions. Resolutions, it's this point-to-point goal that you have that more than likely is going to fail. About 50% of folks ignore their gym, dieting, fitness resolutions after 32 days. Now, resilience lasts forever. You're in that cave. You're not paying attention to the calendar. You are ultimately resilient. The next section here, what we're going to do is we're going to go into when you get, when life really hits you hard, how to also develop that resilience.
Life's going to hit you hard, okay? Life is going to hit you hard. And it might even be hitting you hard right now. The loss of a loved one, um, maybe things at work are not going as well as, as they should. Maybe you're bored of what you're doing in life. Bad breakup, or maybe you're not getting any dates at all. Life will hit you hard. But I'll tell you what, if it hits you hard and you feel that pain, you are alive. When you are dead tired, but you reach your goal, you definitely know you're alive. This is the difference between resilience and resolutions. You know, if, if you're saying, I will go on more dates. Okay, well, who cares? You go on more dates. Are they quality dates? <clears throat> will they lead to something? Why are you going on those dates? Whereas if you're resilient, automatically you're going on the appropriate number of dates. You, you see that appropriate number of dates. If you're resilient, you're not saying to yourself, I'm going to go on dates to counter this boredom and, and the fact that I just don't feel good about myself. No, you're being intentional because you have so much stored up of this armor. And what I mean by armor, I'm not talking about armor that hides who you are. I'm not talking about the fact that you're expecting to be hurt from dating. So you put up this shield. No, you have an armor that you're like, you know what? I'm really not worried what life throws at me anymore. If the date doesn't go well, that's fine. If the date goes well, that's fine. So a couple of tricks here, right? If in mental Jedi mind tricks, if you want to call it that, if life is hitting you hard, let's say, for example, I'll give you one. I'll get a little personal here. So anytime that I drop off my daughter and I have to drop her off well, with her mom, obviously it's a, you know, it's a joint custody type of situation. I uh, used to, and I, and I, you know, obviously being the guy who teaches this, I have to somewhat master it, but I, I would have my weak points where I would feel really, really depressed. I would be just sluggish and not want to do much. And it's funny because I was I had that armor for a lot of other things, right? For working hard, for being on the grind, mental shortcuts to get me to work out, to stretch, to meditate. But this one was like my kryptonite. I knew that I needed to get my mind back anytime that I drop her off. So what I would do, I said, you know what? I've developed counters to everything else. These kind of formulas, right? It's kind of like if you poke holes in a, in a, in a boat, it's going to start filling up with water. And I already knew how to plug everything else in, but there, there was just this one that I didn't have a counter for. So what I've started doing is anytime I drop off my daughter, I call a friend and I don't talk about, hey, I just dropped off my daughter. Maybe, maybe faintly. But what I really focus on is being there for that friend. Especially nowadays in a world where no one likes to talk. No one likes to connect, right? So that's one thing that I do. The other thing that I do is I already have a list of tasks that I need to do after I've dropped her off. That'll be anything from, you know, it could be organizing my storage shed. It could be this, the fact that I tell myself, all right, Chris, you will read 20 pages from said book. And I like reading anyway, so it's something to look forward to. And I know with part of that habit stacking, 
I like good music, so I will play music as I'm organizing my storage shed. And this may seem like simple advice for people. Oh, stay busy, stay busy. But many don't practice it or they stay busy with the wrong things. Again, things that I've uh, I've brought up already that I've alluded to. Amazon shopping or scrolling through Facebook, through TikTok forever to somehow medicate yourself through through digital. No. So now it becomes this bridge. It's like, okay, I know the past, the former Chris would get really bummed out and then just have this white space of time and not do much with it. Now, I already have that mental list and I visualize it. I don't just say, I need to stay busy. I'm like, all right, cool. This sadness will become fuel It becomes gasoline and we're going to really turn into some good fire by organizing, reading, being there for a friend, not just simply calling a friend and distract myself, being there for a friend. Words have meaning. Because guess what? We are not the only person fighting our own battles. I think that's that's a big fallacy is that we're always thinking, oh, no one understands my situation I'm sure, this is anecdotal, I'm sure at least in the history of time, at least 10,000 people have gone through your exact issue. Again, I'm making up that number, but that should bring a little bit of comfort because it's. I'm pretty sure it's a larger number than that. We are not alone. So same thing happens with a breakup, right? And I'm I'm very much inspired by people that work out, use that time, use that fuel to work out. And this goes into what's called transmuting your energy. Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich went into that. To people that have a lot of sexual energy, they transmute it into creativity and producing something. You can transmute your energy to become resilient when life hits you hard. And what I mean by this is I'm talking about situational hits you hard. You know, uh, things that just come out of nowhere. Or for those things that you know are going to happen, you can easily program in how to transmute it. How to turn, you know, how to turn water to wine if you really want to look at it that way, right? What's that? uh, Lime to lemonade? Totally forgetting it right now. So for me, I know that later today when I drop her off, I'm going to keep these things in mind. I'm already going to have that list of things to do the way I should be. And it's all based in reality. Right? It's all based in reality. A lot of us think I'm just being a realist. Most of the time when people are being a realist, They lean towards more being a pessimist than an optimist. There is nothing weak and boring about being a realistic optimist. It's not la-la land. It's very possible. All right, stay tuned. Now, the other thing about resilience is that it is not for the world of instant gratification. And that is the world we live in right now. We live in the world of let me take a picture of the 
five or 10 pounds I've lost of the, the, you know, the more toned backside, the bigger arms. Resilience belongs to the world that does not need validation, gratification, or attention. In some ways you can say, yes, the world of resilience is a marathon. Instead of a quick sprint, let me take pictures and show you that I got the t-shirt and medal. That is not what it's about. So understand that the, the biggest thing you have to look at when it comes to resilience, every day counts, every effort counts. And that is the mindset to take. Anything that hit too hard, like we talked about in the last section, it will be resolved. Anything you want to reach will be resolved. And the coolest thing about this is that as you develop this mindset of, of resilience through fitness, you know, uh, or meditation or academic pursuits, or even growing your mental knowledge through books, seminars, classes, when you want to reach those quick goals, when you want to tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to become a fashion model because there's a fashion show in, in two months. You automatically are in shape. You automatically have the confidence. So those quote unquote quick goals become very much attainable. Then you being fueled by attention or things of that sort. So why resilience? Resilience or in the, in the same world of that discipline, discipline equals freedom, freedom, excuse me. Discipline equals freedom. When you tell yourself, you know what? I'm at the point where I don't need to wear top of the line fashion clothes to feel worthy. When I don't feel like I need to get all this attention on social media so I can feel better about myself. When I don't need to waste all this money going on the wrong dates with the wrong kind of woman so I don't feel so alone. That resilience, which is the trait of discipline, equals freedom. And at the end of it, you can serve other people a lot more when you have found that freedom. Because not only have you taken care of your own internal temple, but now you have the world to see who you truly are. You can serve the world. You can truly influence the world. Past wearing a fedora and taking pictures of food and squatting. You can truly, truly influence the world. Can you imagine if the whole world was resilient no one would really get offended. And if they did get offended, they would truly get over it. Now I got it, there's levels to it. No one should be racist, no one should be sexist. No one should discriminate based on someone's religion, sexual orientation, et cetera, et cetera. But comedy's gonna die because we live in a less resilient world. We get boo-boo hurt by everything. We put more energy into justifying our bad behavior and how we feel offended when someone calls us out on stuff, then we do solidifying and fortifying who we are as people. 
the world is getting weaker. The popular world, I should say, the modern world. But there are still others out there practicing resilience. And now the opportunity is ripe for those that are resolution-minded for you to adapt a resilience mindset. Write down new habits. Tell yourself, you know what? I will practice gratitude. I will meditate. I will quit being addicted to the fact that I do need validation from others. And that doesn't take away the fact that you still strive for your goals. You still reach them. People will clap. People will boo you. But life goes on. Let's make this... Let's make 2022 and beyond the point where you can truly become tough. Not tough because you're going to get into a fight or tough because you don't know how to how to find joy, how to find happiness. No, tough, period. You can still be tough and be authentically loving life. Or you can be weak and find happiness through the cheapest, cheapest of channels. What I mean by channels is yes, like I talked about shopping, social media, addictions, vices, etc. Comedy's gonna die if we don't become more resilient. We need to be able to counter this boo-boo nature we're living in. Everyone gets hurt. Everyone's got trauma. Toxic is not a flex. Toxic is not a flex. And it's time that we truly, truly work on the temple that we are as a person. So then we can then improve society. All right. I have survived this podcast episode and so have you. I'm going to drink a lot of water though because I'm still feeling a little bit out of it. But I thank you all. Thank you for your support. Let's make this year a great one. And guess what? It's not just this year. Let's make it a great one forever. Take care. Chris is Dating Doc signing out. Peace.